Welcome to the Cultured Chameleon Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Lucas, and I'm here with my co-host Eugene. And uh, today is our seventh podcast, um, which is a good number for us, and we'll explain why shortly. Um, but uh, for this uh, little podcast episode, we wanted to talk about something that is important for us as um, I guess we can call ourselves healthcare workers in a sense as becoming and striving for to become fully licensed counselors. <laughs> growing into being that professional, certainly. Yes. Yeah. Starting out and, and still growing um, for a while, I imagine. But the, the topic of today's uh, discussion is going to be about um, rest um, or in the clinical terms and I guess pop cultural terms, self-care. So one of the things that um, we want to make sure that we do when we talk about self-care and rest, I guess we can put in, um, for three reasons. Um, and you probably have heard them before. Um, maybe you've been thrown around or talked about personally. Um, it, the, I guess the concepts are compassion fatigue, uh, vicarious trauma, and burnout. And so for these three things, basically all of Eugene and I's master education time at uh, Regent University uh, was spent in every class pretty much learning about self-care and going over it and reiterating it over and over and over. And so just to give you some brief definitions about compassion fatigue, vicarious trauma, and burnout. Um, there are differences. You can think about them as levels in a sense. So when we refer to compassion fatigue, um, it's talking about having a emotional and physical um, kind of like erosion to yourself, like an inability to refuel or regenerate um, when you're working with your clients um, or your patients. And so that compassion fatigue when you aren't able to refuel yourself, refuel yourself, I guess we can say, um, then you aren't going to be able to extend that empathy and compassion towards the people that you're working with. So that's one level. <clears throat> it's not as serious maybe as vicarious trauma or burnout, but it's still important. When we talk about vicarious trauma, it's a little bit different. It's almost a little more heavy in the sense that um, the stories that you listen to, um, maybe the patients that you see who are in accidents, um, they have an effect on you because we are human. And so vicarious trauma, in a sense, is your world beliefs or your worldviews start to become altered or changed. Um, and you may be starting to think that the world is not as a safe place as it used to be. And Eugene, I see you moving in. You want to say something? Yeah, and just to add to that, thanks for explaining those for us, Lucas. That was great. I just wanted to put in perspective. That might look like, for example, nurses that work in the ICU that see a lot of death and experience some traumatic, very traumatic experiences through that might begin to vicariously experience that. And same with military personnel, just seeing a lot of death, perhaps rape and abuse, just witnessing those events can be pretty traumatic and be pretty triggering. And also for counselors, because we listen to those stories as well for those who are helping and those who have experienced it 
maybe more like in a in a victim sense. So that definitely plays a heavy role for us um, who are one to help people. Um, the last one really is is burnout and burnout. Um, I want to say that burnout is the one that a lot of people experience. Um, and maybe talk about more compared to compassion fatigue and vicarious trauma. Um, burnout though is just a complete physical and emotional exhaustion that you might experience when working in a healthcare profession. Um, it's just low job satisfaction. You might even feel powerless or overwhelmed when working. Um, or doing simple tasks that used to be easy for you. And so burnout is, you know, you've just kind of hit the end of your rope in a sense. And uh, it's not that you're unable to bounce back. That is a possibility. There is resilience involved as well. But it, it, it does show that there, there needs to be more self-care. There needs to be more rest and more healing for you as a person in order to be there for people who need help as well. Um, and so those are the three levels we can talk about of burnout, self, not self-care, burnout, compassion, fatigue, and vicarious trauma. And so that leads us to this podcast for today and why it's our seventh one and why it's important. And I'll let Eugene go into that. And ironically, it was our seventh when we're talking about it, we weren't sure how to approach it. And we're kind of deliberating about that. So it's almost like an odd coincidence that happened on the seventh day. And to add another dimension to this, sometimes self-care can be almost taken as a pejorative term, maybe some baggage and concerns about overvaluing the self above and beyond others and above God in a spiritual sense. So what, we want to address today is more so the idea of taking care of your basic physical necessities and perhaps emotional and spiritual as well. Self-care can look like spending time in the word, connecting with God as Jesus often did, or even sleeping. I think that's something that eludes a lot of people, especially when you, you work hard at what you love and you're trying to support your family. And just eating regularly, getting good meals. So ironically, this is our seventh podcast. So this is kind of what we want to do is just do a more relaxed podcast. And we're not going to go as in depth on some of these topics. We might revisit them later, but really hone in on that idea of being able to rest and find that. And to add context to this, I think it's funny that we're often told this in our graduate studies. But we also heard this saying, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> there seemed to be this implicit recognition that sometimes it's hard to actually carve out that time to, to rest. But, and sometimes it can feel like doing a bunch of checklists of things. Oh, I have to do this, I have to do that. And then it becomes like a form of stress. So something that I find interesting also is, and it may not necessarily be so, Self-care can also look like, like a mental state, being able to accept where you are and sometimes struggles with perfection can lead to a lot of sources of stress and not being able to complete that self-care, but being able to accept like, Hey, 
I've got a lot going on and learning how to find rest in that. For some people, that might be relying on God and trusting him to carry out his work um, when you are not able to. But then for other people, it might be in other sources of area in accepting that there are limits to what you can do physically and you don't have to be perfect for things to turn out well. It's like giving yourself, allowing yourself to receive that kind of grace. There are a lot of different ways to talk about and look at this. I think uh, for Eugene and I, it's looking at the, the idea of self-care and practicing it. So actually living it out because do as I say, not as I do, um, is a little bit of, it's a mantra that we've heard over and over at, um, at our program. And, um, I don't think we all practice self-care too well. <laughs> no, especially not when we're working and now we're working and, uh, doing graduate studies as no, all yeah. at the same time. <laughs> it's hard to find time at a lot of the times. And I think like that's what helped me some of the times is learning that for me personally, being able to rest as like a mental state. I think that was like alleviating. It's like, I didn't have to do everything perfectly for me anyway, but also finding time to sleep, being intentional about it. And for me also that looked like being intentional about carving out time for my walk with God and being able to find rest in him and knowing that he's sovereign, but also doing things that I enjoy, like playing music and connecting with people, working out. (laughs) Yeah. That was a huge stress reliever, like working out. Yeah, it certainly was. Especially, I mean, Eugene and I, we would work out together. We still work out together. Not as much, but unfortunately, unfortunately no deadlift days. Um, but I mean, working out together, um, that was a way for us to connect as well. And it is very difficult to find that time to carve out, especially when you're young and you want to get things going and you, you do have a a genuine desire to help people as well. Um, Those things are not bad things whatsoever, but it's looking at yourself realistically and understanding that we have limits. Um, We need to be aware of what those limits are. Otherwise, we're going to possibly de-escalate into bad behaviors that aren't helpful for us, Um, like drinking too much. We can say that a good drink is really nice at the end of the day, but if I'm having a couple drinks every day at the end of the day, that for me is a warning sign that I am not handling, you know, taking a time to deprocess and kind of decompress at the end of a work day. So I think there are a lot of different ways that people address it. Everybody has their own personal take on how it looks to go to the office, be there and then come home and not be that same person you were at the office, which is really good, but really difficult to practice. Um, so everybody has to kind of figure out what that looks like for them. Yeah. And the reason why we, we think it's ironic that it's a seventh day is also to shed light on and point notice and direction towards God's commandment of resting on the Sabbath. I remember you sharing with me, Lucas, that you wanted to be more intentional about that, to be able to process and reflect on the past week and being prepared for what's upcoming. And it seems to me 
it's almost like a duty and responsibility to do like to be able to carve out that time and like be intentional about it because it's good for us and on like on a spiritual and clinical level so that's why we think it's like sometimes these things are framed in a weird way but i like how you talked about how we can see concepts of self-care and the sabbath being distinct but there being overlapping themes and that's what we kind of wanted to talk about some of the overlaps and different perspectives on it yeah so like from um from a spiritual perspective the sabbath and i guess from my own christian perspective the sabbath has um a lot more meaning in terms of it's it's a day that is that is holy that is set apart where um in the bible it says that god rested um from his work and it was also something for us to look at and see and emulate and so i love that idea because rest is not something that is practiced um and it's something that's usually talked about with us as people as workers but it's also something that's talked about with clients as well it's like how how do you rest like how do you take care of yourself um let's try to do those things because those are things that you can do and i think it's just really helpful so i guess looking at it from that perspective the sabbath is holy and it's something that is meaningful and also looking at the clinical side of things of like self-care has does have positive benefits um i can kind of take those two and they are parallel or almost they integrate well with each other um i think that is really cool for me to understand or wrap my head around when i think about how do I want to treat myself well so that I can be well when working with others? Yeah, and especially in a lot of these helping professionals, it can be draining. Your, I mean, knows to me, listening requires a lot of mental acuity and focus. And especially when they are, it's a lot of heavy content. So to think that I don't need, and I've seen this with pastoral work, I think both of us, especially since our parents, worked emissions a lot. Like to think that you don't need any source of rest seems a little arrogant, in my opinion anyway. And recognizing those limitations, I think has its benefits. And there seems to be, I think, a lot of guilt sometimes in being able to acknowledge that not all of your time is dedicated to people. But I think one way to think about it is even Christ took time to be with his father and to get away from the crowds and to be with the disciples and he fed them all this to say i think there is like an importance of caring for our material needs so that we can then in turn do more and be fully present one thing i've noticed is if i'm not sleeping well and not self-caring well it's hard for me to be present with the people that i'm with because i'm just tired and i'm and my and my body naturally is finding a way like, and that will happen when I don't want it. So the way I see it is more so using, using your time wisely. I think it's also equally important not to, like, it's good to practice those things um, and to kind of be present with taking care of yourself. So that becomes um, a discipline in a sense, in a, in a healthy way, not in a non-healthy way. Um, because when 
the time inevitably comes where a crisis happens in your own life, um, anything really, something that is just very difficult to deal with in a personal way, and you still have to go to work and you have to be the person who is now listening to other people's crises um, or sufferings or hurts or what have you, that is extremely difficult just to be present. And listening does um, take away a lot of energy at the end of the day. We've done, let's say, six, seven hours of listening. That adds up. Um, you definitely feel it at the end of the day. Um, so having that, in a sense, kind of already prepped, like you already have a little bit of a discipline there for you in doing that is something that's definitely going to save you um, from slipping further into whatever it may be um, in terms of not being present. Maybe you accidentally harm a client um, or maybe it's just personal relationships aren't doing as hot um, outside of the professional setting too. So those are all things to take into consideration. Um, it happens. There's grace and there's mercy, of course, in all those settings. So it's not an end-all, be-all, but it's something to consider. Um, and I know that I personally have experienced that when doing internship and going through my own personal stuff. Very difficult. Um, that's why it's so important. That's why they stress it so much in the program. <laughs> yeah, and and if I remember correctly, burnout can be the source of a lot of suicide ideations and attempts related to work as well. So certainly managing that, like just loss of job satisfaction, certainly managing that can be pretty important. But someone should double check on that fact. Not too sure. But all this to say, it, it would affect your family as well. Like, you, even, even if you're not a counselor, like, your interpersonal relationships. Because we're finite human beings that need to be able to rest. So that's why today's podcast probably is not as long. We're through the podcasting, practicing that. <laughs> and just using that as an example to reflect on the importance of rest. And since this is our seventh podcast, it seemed appropriate. It seemed, um, yeah, it was funny. It's like, oh, it's what a coincidence, right? Yeah, <laughs> seventh podcast, seventh day of rest. I think even for us, we had felt the weight of having done six. Every, yeah, just every six. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I mean, so Eugene and I feel pretty happy that we were able to string together six podcasts um, because before we, we, we couldn't do, we did one and then everything became too much and we had to stop way back. Um, so I feel, I feel pretty good with this and I don't know about you. I think we kind of recognize let's, let's not take this one easy but let's practice a little bit of rest and self-care so that the next episodes, um, when they do come out, will be really good and that you guys can also gain a lot of good insight and just listen with us. And also to reflect and talk about what's coming up, 
we hope you guys are excited. We're going to have two great new guests on our podcast. So we've been reflecting on that as well. I'm discussing little things to do with the post, the audio recordings, and the content that's going to be upcoming. So redirecting that energy and just discussing, reflecting. Yes, exactly. So um, follow us on Instagram at the Cultured Chameleon Podcast. Um, let us know what are some of your self-care uh, tips or what do you like to do when you practice the Sabbath and doing rest? Um, we'd love to hear some of your opinions and thoughts on this. And uh, if you have any questions for us, we'd love to dive into those as well. Any last thoughts, Eugene? No, that sounds good. Let us know your thoughts, especially on these topics, rest, the Sabbath, self-care, what you guys like to do to find joy in life and how you guys, I know a lot of people might practice the Sabbath differently. They might look like playing a sport. It might look like just sitting at TV, like sitting down watching TV or something like, or just eating good food. So I'm curious how everyone finds that. And yeah, let us know. All right. Well, have a good night. Good night.